0: And welcome to background screening tips and tech. I'm your host Tim Santoni, and today we have a very special guest, Greg Hauser, VP Global Talent Acquisition from Ingram Micro, is joining us. Thanks, Greg, so much for joining the show. Um, maybe before we get started, just share with our listeners a little bit about what you're passionate about um, and kind of your role and current duties at Ingram.
1: Thank you, Tim. It's uh, it's great to be a part of your show, and I'm just excited to have the opportunity to chat with you. Um, a little bit about me and passion. I've been in talent acquisition for, gosh, going on 20 years, I want to say, I think. Uh, you could find out probably on LinkedIn. But I've uh, been in talent acquisition for the majority of my career, uh, started in technology and got into uh, recruiting um, really by accident. But I'm, I'm really passionate. When I, when, I, you know, when, when I explain what I do and why I'm passionate about it, I, I just like solving business problems using manpower and people. Uh, and connecting people. So if you know me outside of the office, I'm a natural connector. I like you know, getting people to to either find something that they're looking for or help them. And that just naturally falls into why uh, I do what I do. And so, yeah, I've been doing this for a long time. Uh, I've solved a lot of business problems and and hired a lot of people and have changed lives. That's the other element of what we do. We are, we're able to change somebody's
0: life with a new career opportunity. So a little gotcha. bit daunting. Gotcha. Well, it's great to have someone on in the HR field to talk a little bit about the challenges and kind of the secret sauce and the things that you've done to kind of to bring in the correct people and to have the right processes in place. And I guess the first thing, I mean, being in the talent acquisition space, maybe share with us just a little bit about you know in the last twelve to twenty four months, kind of some of the challenges you've encountered, and maybe some of the unique things that you and your team have had had to implement or you know tried to implement um, to kind of you know overcome the you know the virtual nature of business and the COVID challenges and everything that's gone on.
1: Absolutely, that's a that's a big question there, Tim. So I'll try to I'll try my best to cover it. Um, I think if I was to say the biggest trends right now in 2022, which are carryovers from 2021. Uh, there's really five of them. So it's easy for me to kind of bucket uh, bucket them in this perspective, because then it'll get others thinking about the same. And, and probably everyone is experiencing the same thing to some extent. Now, I work for Ingram Micro. We're a very large global organization. We have 30 32, 34,000 uh, full-time associates and then another 30 plus thousand uh, part-time or contract associates. It's a big organization. So um, our challenges uh, are certainly uh, comparable to really anyone in the market of finding talent. And everyone is in that boat of um, experiencing you know, the market as it is. So, well, you know, the, 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 the five, break it down right now. The number one thing is it's a, it's a candidate-led market. Right, so what does that mean? It means we're in unprecedented times. I've been doing this for a very long time. I've never seen the, the market the way it is today. And even if you look at the jobs reports that are coming out on a monthly basis, um, we're we're really seeing the lowest unemployment rates uh, in, in in history. Right, and um, not that, not to mention the fact that you know our, our our world is just growing and opportunity is growing and companies are popping up. You know, every, daily, it seems like. so the 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 uh, you, you could call it the war on talent is just getting uh, harder and harder. We're attracting individuals to come to your organization and work for you when you have you know five, six, seven opportunities at your finger fingertips. So it's really a candidate market. and it's and it's up to the um, uh, employer to figure out how do you attract talent to come to your organization. So what is that? that that means then the second bullet is, a new focus on brand values. So how are you coming to market about branding your opportunity, branding your company? What makes you uh, successful? Why do people want to work for you? Um, I did a a video, a quick video on LinkedIn a while ago talking about that Ingram. To me, the reason I like Ingram Micro and when I get asked the question, what's the culture like about Ingram Micro? I always leave with it's a winning culture. And what does a winning culture mean? Um, and, and it has to do with you know, respect and teamwork and all the values we have. But when you, you know, encompass that into an organization and you're doing um, work that you feel is valuable and contributing, you're going to stay at that organization. You're not going to be driven away by maybe uh, a few extra dollars here or there. Uh, but that is a real issue, making sure you're competitive in your market from comp and, and benefits and everything else. But a new focus on brand and why you're great. That's going to be still a top trend in 2022. Remote working and uh, the ability to live in a hybrid work environment. That's a huge thing. Anger Micro Stance is where hybrid work. Um, you know, we, we do have offices. We, we return back to the office, although we've taken precautions to be as safe as possible. Um, and so that's one area of, of being able to be flexible and, and meet the talent where they're at. So I would I would like to see less you know relocation for opportunities and more flexible in the workspace. Now, obviously, there are some roles that we have since we're in logistics that you have to be in a physical location, right? So, you know, and and then our corporate office, you know, we're dealing with the world of Ingram, so being at a corporate office is important that we're here. Um, so that's the other that's another piece. Um, I would say another bullet would be. Um, retention and development, so that kind of falls on your brand uh, brand awareness. But once you've had your associates, how are you retaining them? How are you, you know, continuing their their career aspirations, equipping them to be successful uh, for the future? Um, and uh, and so that's obviously that's every year, but it's very much focused now on making sure your existing associates number one feel like they're accommodated appropriately to market, um, and then as well have opportunities to stay and not be swayed away. And then the last bullet, which is more recruitment focused for your listeners that are in the talent acquisition space, or maybe HR managers, leaders that are looking at it, is really taking a look more so and being data driven on our decision making. So you know obviously I know you're focused on background checks and 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 that sort of thing. There is the element of how do you use data to be more effective as an organization. Um, and and you know I think more and more data is is really driving our decision making our practices and everything else. It's no secret, but as but if you have a good stronghold
0: over your data uh, and measuring it, you will be more successful as an organization. Yeah, that's a good point, Greg. So on the data the data driven side and looking at you know in essence decision making analytics. Is there is there certain software or different like kind of metrics or just when you say that are you using leveraging technology to do that so that you can measure how people are performing? Is that kind of what you're getting at, which is how how is your retention? How are you keeping people? And, and you know, what are those things that are causing people to drift off? Like, give us a little snapshot of what what kind of data you are looking at.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it, we, we do use um, some data platforms to help us, you know, whether we're using you know, a data visualization software uh, or we're using our HRS system that has a lot of that uh, or our recruitment systems that have the built-in um, reports. Now, granted, we are a large enterprise organization. So if you're a smaller organization and you're saying, well, I, that, that they have access to all this data, so they can do that. I, I would argue that there are things you can do with, with just a basic Excel spreadsheet that will tell you everything you need to know. Um, and you can do the same trends and the same pivots that those big tools do. Um, we just use it at scale because our data is much larger. Our, our data lake has millions of rows. Maybe yours is only hundreds of rows. So you, you build to the scale that you're at. Um, and so I, I would say that we keep it simple. Everything we do, we keep it simple because there's everyone has to understand the data. So when I um, do a report on, for instance, today... I'm going to run a report on our our open requisitions. And on that report, it's very basic. It shows you what the opens are. It shows you um, how long they've been open for. It talks about our our candidate funnel, so where our candidates coming from, where are they in the various stages of the interview process. And it's not just to just give you a moment in time, but it helps our business leaders understand, Okay, I have this This these uh, positions open and I can know I can get an idea of how long it's been taking to fill Um, or uh, where are my candidates coming from? So I can focus more attention on on that area. Um, Or if you're a talent acquisition professional and you're invested in all these job boards, what's giving you the biggest bang for your buck? Where is the talent at? Um, So you don't just keep fishing in the same lake that has no fish. Right. And just assuming that you're going to catch one. Gotcha. so I think that's probably the best way to put it I can go into different analytics but you have such a broad audience I think you really work with what you have but keep it simple
0: got it yeah and definitely the most important thing is everyone know what they're looking at and be able to make decisions based on that so that within the organization whether you're small medium or you know enterprise organization that you're on the same page and you can kind of uh, you know have the, the information has value it's not just reports for reports sake that you know no one's doing anything with that kind of leads me to the next point, I guess, to look at, you know, the background screening portion of it. So you have this funnel of candidates that are coming in, you have interviewing process and you have an onboarding process. So in, in based on the industry standards and things, the background screening process, both for the, the kind of the typical criminal background verification and the drug testing with everything that's been going on, there's definitely been slowdowns in that. So in your experience, you know, how is that? How have, you, have you seen those slowdowns, number one? And I guess number two, you know, what have you guys been doing to kind of, you, you know, work around that or to set expectations?
1: You know, it's, that's a great question. Um, we have seen some slowdowns, uh, in, in various areas now, granted, um, our business is maybe different than other, other businesses. Um, we're contractually obligated by some of our vendor partners and, and even the government, uh, when we're, when we're working on diff- different areas of our business to run certain checks. Um, and so we're, we're, uh, we're at the mercy of of using a third party uh, or multiple third parties to accommodate or to to, to, uh, to to move that process of getting a background check completed. Um, now we don't there's really no way around it because it is what it is. There are things we need to get done in order for someone to work at Ingram. Now to com- to complicate things a little bit more, you know Ingram Micro is taking the, the stance in the US. Um, as it relates to COVID vaccinations, that all new hires will need to be fully vaccinated in order to have a position with Ingram uh, at any of our centers. Now, that is a stance of the business. The, the The business stance was put in place for the safety of our associates um, and was following what was coming down the legislation as it related to some of the mandates. Now, I do know those were struck, um, you know, obviously in court but the company is still taking the stance we're a private organization um, and we wanna make sure our, our associates are safe. So we've added that as part of the, the background check process, which hasn't necessarily um, slowed down the process, it's just another step. Um, and so what we're seeing is, you know, we're still running probably more screens than we've done uh, in the past. We're hiring more associates as well. Uh, we, we are seeing a little bit more delays um, but we're working very closely with our vendor partners just to understand where are those delays coming from and whether or not they're they're major delays. So some, for instance, some some instances we'll get delays on you know, um, education verification or some other, some of the more minor uh, checks that we do. Um, and we might be more lenient to bring on an individual with the understanding that their offer is contingent upon the completion, the full completion of the background. Uh, but we never uh, will we'll move to that stage um, if, if we're looking for something that's a, a mandatory requirement, whether it's the you know criminal um, uh, verification that we need to have done prior to someone joining and some of the other things that we do, um, drug tests, for instance. Um, all of that needs to be done regardless. We can't start anyone. But if it's a verification, if it's a reference or something else that's, that's uh, something we can hold until uh, we get confirmed. And then the candidate understands that their employment is, con- is conditional based on that. So there's those type of things we've been working through. But at the, at the same time, I think we have a, a good network of partners we work with across the board that are really there to help us as well to, to navigate this.
0: Gotcha. So obviously, you know, I guess my take on as a communication is key, but I'd love to get your take, which is you have hiring managers and you have recruitment people and you have managers of your, your service centers and different business units that are looking for people. Right. And they need the people quickly. What are you and your team doing to kind of to frame and communicate those things so that there are these delays any in any part of your funnel from recruiting, onboarding to background screening to actually getting them trained and up to speed? You know, what do you find works works well to keep them up to speed on any of those delays? And kind of what do you expect from those, I guess, selfishly, what is the question? What is the what is the expectation from your vendors and third parties t- to give you that information? Is it right. just portal meetings? You know, what do you like to see in order to, to, to be able to communicate effectively with your team?
1: Yeah, we have access to portals. A lot of the technology you'll know where it's pending, um, you know, in the process. And so we do it. We, we you're, you're absolutely a thousand percent right on communication. In fact, I will say, 99% of business problems can be solved with just simple communication. At the end of the day, Um, so what what does that mean? So our candidates want to know what's going on in the process as well. We have access to what they've submitted, um, when they submitted it, where it is in the process, and we have our coordinators really working with that individual so they feel confident and in making the transition. Because you got to remember, a lot of times they are subject to put putting in their um, their their letter of resignation, maybe their two week notice. They don't want to. They don't want to uh, go out on the limb it, just in case something comes back that you know that they didn't know about. Um, so we, we're working constantly, working with them just to make sure and, and they know where they are in the process and and that they feel confident. You know, for instance, like I said, if we're doing a a, a verification of education, and yet they they have their their certificate, they can actually mitigate that. Or bypass it by sending us a copy and then we can move forward right that's the way we can work around it but letting them know where we are in the process is certainly very helpful same thing is true with our hiring managers because they're anticipating that this once we have you know got the offer out they want that person to start yesterday and you and i know that can't happen but what we'll do is we'll, we'll work with them as as far as the same type of communication where we are in the background pre- check process what we expect and when we expect to hear back Um, Our providers do give us an idea of uh, anticipated timelines and turnarounds. We have SLAs in place, um, which we can anticipate that a full background check will be done within a certain window of time. But if there's any extension, we're just making sure our our teams know and they can accommodate effectively. So, again, going back to it, basic communication, um, we're working very closely with the background check provider, the candidate,
0: as well as the manager to make sure this is all happening uh, in a timely manner. Yeah, and that's a good point, Greg. I think that we get focused on, you know, the recruitment and the, the onboarding and the background screening and all those things from a the technical perspective. But at the end of the day, I would say what, what my experience is that the applicants are under a lot more stress nowadays because, right, they're, they're more concerned about their livelihood than anything else. And then they know that any of these things that get in their way, a timeline, something not coming back, right? It's whether they have something out there or not, they're still concerned if they're making a transition from one position to another, that that's smooth. And to be quite honest, if you think about it, that's their first interaction with the new company, whether it's Ingram Micro, whoever they're going to work for. First interaction is that process and how we find that process is. And it tells a lot about where they're going to go to work and and the culture and the people and whatever else. But whether it's any part of the verification, any part of the background screening process is working with that applicant to make sure that they understand the process and they're uh, up to speed on the timeline, anything that can be done to assist with that really helps them to understand what it's going to be like going to work for that company and really starts them off on the right foot, right? 100%.
1: And it is all about the candidate experience. So if I go back and say, it's a candidate led market, you know, if they have a bad experience, regardless if you're using a third party provider, and, and by the way, if you're using a third party provider, they need to know what your process is like, right? They Because they're an extension of your team. Um, even though the candidates may not interacting very like one-on-one with them, they're, they're working very closely with the uh, organization. But your partner needs to understand what you're trying to accomplish. Um, you can't just say, oh, it's on the provider. I don't know what's, you know, it, it, nobody's throwing anyone under the bus. We're working together. Um, and, and at the end of the day, you know, you want this whole process to be like air. Quite frankly, right? It's a seamless process and it's a smooth process. You want the candidate to go through that, regardless of background check, your offer letter process, the onboarding. They feel so awesome that wow, this was such a smooth, organized process, and and wow, I, I have so much information about this organization. I'm ready to join day one, um, and and you'll be surprised if you can get that all lined up and maybe you have a snafu on day 1 where you know your it or your uh your your um your computer doesn't show up on time whatever sometimes that kind of goes to the wayside because they had such a great experience coming in that you know that that was nothing we could do to fix that problem for instance or whatever the case is so the more you do up front you know you you want that person to start off on the, on the best foot when they come in
0: yeah yeah definitely and I, and i think that again there's there's so many obstacles and there's so many concerns in the hiring process that any time that they just feel like it's buttoned up that they're going to just Again, it, it it stops them. I always say, like people, why are people abandoning the, the process? It's either they're concerned about their background, they're concerned about where they're going, or maybe they receive another offer. And so you got to lay that foundation so that they will stick with you if something goes wrong. Right? If something, that verification for their education in Europe is going to take an extra five days, they're not going to bail on you, right? Because mm-hmm. um, you spend a lot of time and effort to get them into your funnel and recruitment and getting them to, to onboarding. It's it's costly not to to finish the process out well. Uh, well, well, Greg, before we let you go, I guess, you know, you guys are looking to hire and recruitment, you know, maybe, uh, put out a plug for Ingram Micro and what you guys are looking for. And if someone needed to connect with you or your team regarding any open positions or any opportunities, where would they go? Perfect.
1: Well, you know, obviously Tim, I've enjoyed the conversation. Uh, we should probably do part two. There's so many things we can dive in. I give you surface level, uh, you know, answers and there's different areas we can focus a lot in, but. Um, You know, I I always uh, promote Ingram Micro. Uh, That's the company I've worked with. Uh, It's going on 10 years now. Um, Careers.ingrammicro.com to find all of our opportunities. We have a global uh, job board there. So anywhere around the world, if your listeners are outside the U.S. Um, In the U.S., uh, we have major uh, sites in in various different cities. Um, And then obviously, you know that Ingram Micro is a hybrid work environment. So there are maybe opportunities out there where you can work remote. Uh, but we're more. We're, we have a lot of opportunities. I'm not going to go through all of them. Uh, we're we're talking hundreds of openings, and then thousands uh, globally. Uh, so if you have an interest and passion, and want to work with a, the one of the
0: largest technology distributors in the world, then have a look at Ingram Micro. Awesome, and we'll definitely provide a link down in the show notes below so that people can get there if they're having trouble. But Greg, thanks so much for coming on, background screening tips and tech. Appreciate your time and sharing insights with our listeners today. My pleasure, Tim. Thanks.